What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> oh, man, what a day. Happy Friday to everyone. We are live right now in the Live Mana Worldwide Network, uh, broadcasting live from livemonaworldwide.org. And of course, you can see us distributed through multiple platforms all over the world. Thank you for being here. Uh, tonight is going to be a lot of fun. We continue with our vision, our purpose series. Uh, this is from the power of vision. Uh, we are on the 13th lesson. I mean, that's, this has been a long series and we've got a couple more to go, um, but I'm really, really excited to be here tonight. Really grateful for you all being here. This is gonna be, again, a great, great episode. Um, I shared a live a little bit earlier today. Let me get rid of this for a second. Um, I talked, we did a live earlier uh, today and we're talking about some of the changes that are happening on Gratitude Unfiltered. Hello, Jessica, good to see you. So this actually is a perfect segue in for what we're doing. So there's gonna be uh, no more. What's up, Jennifer, good to see you. We are changing uh, the way that we're doing and broadcasting the show. Of course, you'll still be able to see us on Facebook. You'll be able to see us on Instagram and YouTube and Apple TV, which all you have to do, by the way, if you're wanting to find us on Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire, all you need to do is download the E360 TV app and you'll be able to watch us on your big screen or you can watch on the app uh, that you love to use. It doesn't matter, you can watch on your phone, you can watch anywhere. Um, but we are going to be broadcasting live from Live Mono Worldwide. And as of about 10 minutes ago, we uh, found a chat feature. So you'll still be able to chat because as I've shared so much, what's up Todd, good to see you, man. As we've shared so, uh, I've shared so many different times, you guys are as much of the broadcast as I am. Uh, yes, I host the show, but your questions, your comments, your feedback, all of that is what makes this so much fun. And I didn't wanna lose that. I mean, I've been stressing, Jessica will tell you, I've been stressing out going, I started the show on Facebook Live. It was, they're, <laughs> they're my family, they're a part of this. And like, how am I going to be able to keep chat by going broadcasting on my website? Well, got that figured out. Um, got the technology figured out, gonna get that integrated after this show. But from now on, all of the chat feature and everything else will happen from this website. So I will not be talking to Facebook anymore, um, or at least Facebook directly, or any of the other uh, chat platforms. So I wanna get that out of the way. Uh, so you guys know what's going on. I am so grateful for all of your support. Everything that has been happening with our Live Mono Worldwide Foundation, with this broadcast, is a lot of it has to do, I mean, first, first and foremost, all glory goes to God, like without a doubt. Like without him, I'm nothing. Without what Jesus did in my life, I am nothing, period. However, you guys get a huge round of applause, a huge thank you, a huge kudos, because without you, none of this other stuff would be happening. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, so enough of, this, enough of the, uh, some, the small talk stuff. Um, 
I hope you guys have had a great day. Tomorrow night, we'll be live at 6.30 Pacific for Word of God Church Presents Gratitude Unfiltered. Uh, so just want to let you guys know that. And then also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. I am Conchita Cosmetics. That's E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. You can use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the brand new uh, lash app and curl. So those of you who like to wear fake lashes, this allows you to apply lashes in five seconds or less. I'm not kidding. Um, an amazing applicator. You can even apply lashes with glasses on. And also give a shout out quickly to Live Mana Utoya, which is our CBD brand. Um, amazing product. We just released a new series of products called Delta, um, which is incredible. Uh, <laughs> we're re reading about the studies of it. I'm placing my order also after the show but the feedback on this has been amazing. So you can go to livemanautoya.com. Every sale goes to support the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. So thank you for your support. God bless you guys. Jennifer, without you, wouldn't have anywhere to go. Here are the good news for you to share. Thank you. Well, I love you too, Jennifer, and I'm very, very grateful for the support. So tonight, again, is called Committed to Calling. So let's get into this. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the just the amazing, amazing things that you're doing um, in our life. And, and, and I just am just humbled to have the opportunity to get to serve you. Like that's what I get to do. And it's fun. <laughs> it's amazing. Like it's you do make dreams come true. And and thank you for just teaching obedience and, and, and putting that in my heart to walk in obedience because that ultimately is the key. Lord, I just ask that you please open the minds and hearts of everyone listening. Again, anyone who's struggling, discovering their purpose and what you created them to do. I hope that this broadcast, Lord, I pray that this broadcast speaks to their heart and encourages them to take that bold leap to in, into their purpose, that step into their purpose. Be willing to take that leap of faith. The, the, the What feels like a risk, help them know that oh, I'm a little scared but I'm gonna do this and they commit to it and you reveal to them why you called them to take that step in the first place. Thank you so much. Holy Ghost, speak through me, flow through me and let's do this in Jesus name, amen. All right, you guys, thank you. All right, I received my CB today. Oh, you got the uh, you got the sleep product. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. There's no HIPAA here, is there? <laughs> like, you got the brain boost. Awesome, I love that product. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I think we're out now, oops. It's terrific. It's one of my favorite. I haven't tried the sleep one yet, but anyway. All right, you guys, let's get into it. Committed to calling. C4 stands for committed to calling. We will be using the word calling in the sense of the work of ministry that God has called each of us to do in the body. This is why we talked about, this is what we talked about earlier concerning the work of the body. This is not a single body-wide vision but an individual vision for each person. So that's that's a thing. You know, we talked about the we talked about the body yesterday and how important and how it is that you when you think of the body, you want to join a body that you share a vision with. It doesn't mean or your visions complement each other. It doesn't mean that you all see the same thing. It doesn't mean that you all have the same purpose. However, you can have a purpose that aligns with somebody else's vision, if that makes sense. So the reason why you in, you serve and the reason why you plant yourself in um, 
you know, in ministries or working with nonprofits or even individuals, or you join a, a, a team, you want to find out what their vision is. And here's another thing. Don't go work for a company that doesn't have a true vision. Um, I believe the mayor, the future mayor of Los Angeles is watching this broadcast right now. This man has a vision. Everything I've been looking into him a little bit and everything that this man stands for, the man has a vision. And it's a vision to change in LA, which is my, I mean, I don't live there. I'm in Minneapolis right now, but I have lived there and I'm going back there. And, you know, LA is a, has a, is a special, special place. However, it's chaotic and there's no, the leadership is poor and there's an agenda. And there's so many people that are involved in the politics there that have an ulterior motive and it's, and it's not for your good. And it's disgusting what has been done to that city because that city is a dream making city. Like I always talk about LA giving me life. Yeah, that's where I went to jail for the sixth time. That's where, <laughs> that's where I ended up homeless. But it's also where I found life. And LA is a special place. I mean, every community is special in its own way. LA, there's some magic to it. Uh, they call it the city of angels for a reason and not to go off about LA, but LA has lost the leadership, the vision that the leadership has had for that city has been so poor and it's destroyed what was really a very special and magical place. So I want to give a shout out to the future mayor. I won't say your name because I don't want to get you lumped in with my uh, debauchery. But anyway, um, thank you for being here. I know you're watching. So aligning yourself when you join a team when you join forces with anybody you want to align yourself with somebody where you share their vision you align with their vision you believe in their vision and you want to contribute to that because where you sow your time where you sow your money all of those things that's where you sow where you want to grow so that's whether you're spending time or spending money you believe in that organization bam and you know what you will bear the fruits of that do you know why because that person that you align with their vision, you align with their vision and you go and contribute to their vision, what will happen is you will get elevated with that. Make sense? And a good, there's a good chance you'll also find your mentor in that organization. So something to consider. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jessica. I appreciate it. I didn't have your help today, but I did take your advice. Thank you. All right. So Romans 12, four through six, for we as <clears throat> for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. God has prepared each one of us for specific works and ministry. And he has given us everything we need to be able to do for our work. The only question is, are we committed to our calling? What kind of vision do you have for working in the kingdom? So God has prepared each one of us to, for a specific ministry, like for works in that ministry. You are prepared. He has given each of us everything that we need to be able to do that work. So as we said yesterday, Saying you don't have money is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. I mean, like, yeah, you may look at this $20,000 course or maybe there's some software you want to buy, but that 
that, that, that's not necessarily your vision. You don't have to have those things to be able to get started. It may be as simply as you just writing down your vision, writing down what it is that you're feeling led to do. That can be a start and little by little, it'll open up. Little by little, you'll start to see the possibilities. You'll start to see where you can take the next step into your purpose, into your destiny, what you were called to do. You don't get it all at one time. Again, I had my dream of creating a media company, a new media company. And, you know, but I, I didn't know anything about it, but I had the dream. I could see it. That's that. Like when you see those things, it's God showing you what's possible. You get to have faith. And if you don't know what the next step is, ask. God will reveal it to you. I promise you. Jesus was a connector but he was also a highly motivated worker. Again, he serves as our example of one who was busy in the work of the kingdom. At 12 years old, he said in Luke 2:49, do you not know that I must be about my father's business? He later said in John 4, 3, 4, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So my interpretation of this, and again, I'm not a biblical scholar here. I'm just, I'm not a preacher, so don't hold me to this. But I believe my food, what he's speaking of there, my food is basically if you want to be fed, if you want to be full, if you want to feel like you have everything that you need, do what you're being called to do. Be obedient to that call. Don't ignore the spirit inside you that's guiding you to make the next step. That, I'm telling you, even when it doesn't make sense or it's scary, God always reveals why. Why did he want you to say no to that opportunity and yes to this one? Well, this one looked like the home run. This one looked like the one that was going to make my dreams come true. But if you're being led to say no and to go the other way, do it. When you're obedient to that, it changes everything. And it is like it's spiritual food. It fills you up and it keeps you, you keeps you strong on your journey. Um, God built us to serve every to serve others. Well said. Good evening, my friend. Welcome here. Good to see you as always, Stephen. All right. Uh, John, before his death, he said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. He didn't go about watching every, every, he did not go about watching everyone else do good. He went about doing good himself, Acts 10, 38. He was active, he was involved. Notice that over and over, Jesus described the work he did as being God's work. This means that we each need a clear vision of the specific work God wants us to do. Once we achieve that, we must then be equipped to do that work. God, I, there's a good chance that God didn't create you to be an employee. <laughs> like I really believe, I mean, look, some people that that's their role, right? But there's so many of you that watch this or listen to this on the podcast. There's so many of you that know you're being called for more. You dream of something more, but you can't do it building someone else's dream. There's a time and place where you volunteer and you serve, but you know the difference I'm talking about. You know the difference. And also, 
one of the things I want to clear up about surrender. Some people b believe that surrender is doing nothing. I swear to you, you will be more active and more busy in the act of surrender than you will any other time. I assure you, your plate will be full. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but thank you, Jessica. Um, the Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. He didn't go about watching everyone else do good. I talked about that. He went about doing good himself. He was active. He was involved. Like, participate. Get off of the couch and participate. If you're still in quarantine, there's things that you can do that you can actively get involved. You can get, you can volunteer. There's ministries that are all online. There's nonprofits. There's new businesses. There's places for you to serve even digitally. There's people that need your skill set to contribute to, especially if it aligns with your vision. And if it does, there's a good chance where you sow, you will grow. So if you're sowing and you're volunteering and you're serving and you're working in those areas, I assure you that all that will do is elevate you. But it's good to be under people for some time because you get to learn. You get to learn from their wisdom. You get to be guided um, by them. And, and they may not always be right, but you're getting the opportunity to learn from someone who's already been there. And, and I think I said about uh, building other people's dreams. It's the same thing, like with with like other people owning your message and your content. Why we've decided to go away from broad. I mean, even though we're always going to be on Facebook and all that until they you know shut us down. But the reason why we want to broadcast and have our focus at our on our website and on our broadcasting network is because we own that. That's ours. We're in control of our message. No matter what Facebook or YouTube or Periscope does, it doesn't matter. They can shut me down. I don't care because I'm, I have this. So that's why I was saying like it would mean a lot to me for you to be watching over at livemonoworldwide.org. Um, it just, it, it, like it matters. And obviously that's, uh, that's you supporting us, but you're watching here anyway. So, but but I, I also say this because for those of you that are launching your own ministry, those of you that are launching your own talk shows, I want you to think about that and consider that when you start it because you want to own your message. You don't want someone else to. And mind you, even though we're adding new shows and to our lineup for the, our network, I, I would still advise that to them. And they do own their content. I mean, they have the right to go do whatever they want with it. But I think it's important to own your message because you don't want someone else telling you what you can and cannot say, especially when you feel led to say it. Uh, much love to you, man. Thank you. Um, it's okay to say no to someone. It's actually an expression of truth and love. Go figure. I was just talking about this with someone. Uh, yeah. And Stephen, by the way, Stephen, plug your show. You do a great job. Um, the Bible says that Jesus went, well, I've already read that. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 tells us that God has given his people various gifted leaders for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. This tells us that we cannot equip ourselves, hence why we show up and serve. But you serve in a place that you align with their vision. This tells us that we cannot equip ourselves. We need to be equipped by those whom God has placed in our lives for that purpose. 
2 Timothy 3.17 says, It is by the word of God that we are thoroughly equipped for every good work. This tells us that we cannot be equipped apart from learning the Bible. The word is one of the primary tools God uses in equipping for his people and ministry. In Colossians, Colossians uh, 1.10, Paul prayed about the believers would be fruitful in every good work. And Hebrews 6.10 assures us that God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name. I want to talk about something really quick. Um, there's some of you that have been sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing and you've been serving and serving and serving and you're like, where is God? Like you haven't seen your harvest, right? And, and I, I've heard this from people. I thought the same thing. Um, and I assure you that God is always, he's there, but I also assure you that there's little blessings here and there. But what happens is sometimes when we don't feel, we're not seeing the fruit, we can ask ourselves, well, are we being obedient? But the other part of that is sometimes you've got one of those, I wish I knew a kind of a tree that took a long time to, <laughs> to grow. I, I can't think of a better analogy, but I can only tell you from my own personal experience, there's been times where I'm like, God, when, when? You've given me the vision. You've given me the vision. Where the heck are you? Like, why is this not happening? Why have I, why is the harvest for me not come in yet? I mean, I just ask myself, don't be discouraged, especially those of you that are just relentlessly serving and relentlessly sowing. Like, don't let it discourage you. Keep doing it. And remember, when you're serving or when you tithe or you give, do it with a joyful heart because everything manifests from your heart everything gratitude right this is gratitude unfiltered we talk about gratitude all the time this is about finding gratitude in life's most traumatic moments but where do you get that it's when you get it in your heart when you dream or have visions or you you're looking to to manifest a new reality you get it in your heart You've got to believe, you've got to know. And so when you give and you serve, do it with a joyful heart. It opens up everything for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you guys check out Stephen's show. It does an amazing job, amazing job. Are you committed to doing every good work that the Lord has called you to do? Are you committed to leaving no God-ordained work undone? Remember, the body grows as every part does its share. 4, 16. We all have a role to play in this world. Every single one of you are very, very important. You all have a, a, a such an extraordinary, unique, designed for you only purpose. And that, like that in itself has got to make you thank God. Whether you believe it yet or not, the fact is it's true. It, it's just, it's so true. And so maybe there's some other work that you need to do like healing wise. And you know what? That's important because I can tell you before I healed and did the work and I still have areas to heal. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm still learning some things, <laughs> but the healing, the core of my healing that, you know, when I would, would get triggered and completely lose it. And believe me, I had like 5 million different triggers. I needed to heal those because the role that God has for you is going to require you to be whole. It's going to require you to be what God created you to be. And God didn't create you to be a broken down, addicted mess. 
He didn't. He didn't. Now, if you are a broken down, addicted mess, God still loves you, but that's not how he created you. But I assure you with everything in me that God can heal that. He can heal it and he wants to. And the best part is he will use all of that hurt for good. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Of course. I think you do a great job. That's why I wanted you to share it. Do you have a keen awareness of the types of work God has prepared you to do? Do you have a keen awareness of the types God has prepared you to work? So those of you that can comment, think about it. What is the awareness? Like, are you aware of what God has equipped you to do? What are your gifts? What have you been blessed with? Like, what, what is your natural gifting? Love to hear your comments on that. Our work in the Lord is not limited to what we often think of spiritual work, preaching, teaching, doing jobs around the church. God's calling has to do with every aspect of work, the way we are living, raising and teaching our children, maintaining our homes and what we do in the church context. This means that God has a plan for your life, your entire life, not just your church life. And again, church has changed. Like God is bigger than your church. Your purpose is bigger than the church. In fact, I would argue that the church, at least the church the way we've understood it, is, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it's changed. There's new ministries being born every day, and they do not look like the guy sitting by a pulpit screaming at you, telling you that you're going to hell. Ministry has evolved in a great, great way because of technology. And it's also allowing for new, fresh ideas to be born. Ministry can be documentaries. Ministry can be film. Ministry can be a talk show. Ministry can be an event. Again, it doesn't have to be sitting behind a pulpit. You don't need a preacher's degree to be a pastor. You just need the call. Prophetic intercession. Beautifully. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Um, young people are often unsure about what they'll do for a career. They don't know if they should attend college or if so, what degrees they should pursue. There is no pat answer to these questions. This is why each of us needs to get a vision for our lives directly from on high. Paul thought he knew what it was supposed to do. I'm sorry. Paul thought he knew what he was supposed to be doing until Jesus appeared to him. And that appearance altered the course of his life. Same way. My Holy, my Holy Spirit experience. I, listen, there's been times that I wish that I could. I, this sounds awful. But there's been times that I was like, yeah, you know, I wish I could uh, hide from some of this. But I can't deny my experience. I cannot deny the experience I had with the Holy Spirit. It changed everything for me. Even when I still messed up, even when I still relapsed, even when I still, you know, curse somebody out and drop too many F-bombs or whatever. Like, the Holy Spirit was still with me. Like, just because the Holy Spirit's with you doesn't mean you're not going to mess up and make mistakes and do something stupid. No. But the difference is you quickly are, are, are convicted of it and you get to repent. You get to move past it. You get to be forgiven and you keep on going.
Jesus is not obsessed with sin. That's why he died on the cross for you. Yeah, you do. You're get, I, like watching you, your gifts grow, Jessica, has been one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Have you had a life-transforming encounter with Jesus? Please explain. Well, I've already told my story. <laughs> what is your life-transforming encounter with Jesus? Like what happened with you? Like, how did you get saved? I'd love to have it. I'd love to find out. Like, it's one of, like, that story, that's your testimony. Like, that's what people need to hear. People need to know and understand what it is exactly that you've overcome. Because what you've overcome becomes the keys that you get to use to lock people or unlock people out of their own hell. You get to set them free. And it's one of the coolest things about God, I think. There are certain spiritual principles that apply to every aspect of work, whether in the church, at the home, or in the workplace. This is where character intersects with work. We can call this Christian work ethic. Second Thessalonians. I used to be a stutterer, so that, that word, woof. 2 Thessalonians 3.10, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. This is, so, <clears throat> I think I'm going to be political here. I have to be careful what I say. No, I don't. I'm going to say what I want to say. Screw that. Okay, so here's the thing. This liberal agenda that's going on, again, I'm calling an agenda. This whole universal income bullcrap, screw that. No. Like, if you want to do that, fine. Like, everyone's waiting on Ezra and Jezra, and that, that payment, you know, the redistribution of wealth. Don't fall for that crap. It's the beast system. It's the beast system. It, like, you waiting for the handout, for the universal income, so you can sit on your butt and do nothing, that ain't kingdom. That is not godly. That has nothing to do with what God created you to be. Now, like, I'm not hating on anybody for using that. Like, I'm not judging anyone for wanting to, you know, to take that check because God knows people took away your jobs. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs. They didn't ask for it. I'm not judging that. But I'm saying if you're sitting around waiting for universal income to kick in so you can sit on your butt and collect a check, that is the, the exact opposite of what you were created for. Heck, use that money and invest in yourself and go start your own business. Start your own ministry. Start your own talk show. Whatever. It's a trap. It's a trap for you to sit and wait on the government handout. Get your butt to work. Find something to do. And if you don't have a job, go serve. Serving will, will, will ignite and inspire something inside of you. For you to be able to see what you were created for. It is not sitting around collecting a check. And look, I know some people have disabilities. I'm not judging. I'm not judging that. I'm not judging anyone that it, it takes a check, but I'm saying you were created for more. And if your mindset is, well, the government's going to pay me, it, mm. look, I know what it's like to be on food stamps. I know what it's like to have the, the government be able to help me out, to file for unemployment. I understand. I have zero judgment towards that. But waiting on it and relying on it is disgusting. 
because you were created for more. And again, if you have a disability and you're not able to work, I get it. But you know what? Even if you're disabled, you can still serve. And I've worked for with complex disabilities for 18 years. I saw quadriplegics. I saw people with cerebral palsy. I saw them all work or, or volunteer or serve or do something. Be active. Be active, pursue something. Don't sit around and wait on the handout. Okay, I'm done preaching. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was saying you can be dis. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Change your mindset. Absolutely. What's up, my Aussie friend? You guys, hey, Stephen, will you do me a favor? I don't know if it's uh, the Mrs. or you, but plug your book, please. That you did. Uh, I know you have a new one, but you did one with Arnold Schwarzenegger too. Plug your book if you don't mind. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and look, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but what I'm saying, but it is true. Actually, I don't care if I'm offending you or not. Like, get to work. Like, for real. Like, you have, you were, every one of you, regardless of, of, of what your circumstances were, was created for something. And you get to use that. And I know sometimes the circumstances look bleak. I understand. I've been there. I know. I genuinely know. I know what it, but I also know what it's like to completely throw away every possible blessing you can imagine. But I assure you that even when it looks bleak, if you at the very least can show up and serve, you will see amazing things start to take place in your life. But are you, but then you have to ask, am I doing it with a glad heart or am I doing it just because? Get the joy in your heart. Do what everything, like even your trials, find joy in them because those trials and tribulations are preparing you for something. And I assure you, there's, there's an opportunity there as well. There is no spiritual welfare system. In God's kingdom, if you want to eat, you must be willing to work. This principle pertains to both men and women. A man may be out working hard to earn a living, but that does not mean his wife can just lay around all day and do nothing. She should be working hard too. And that doesn't mean a job because first of all, look, I, if, you're, if you're married and your wife has the opportunity to stay home and, and, and raise the children, then that to me is amazing. But I understand that women also get to go to work. And if they're career driven, then God bless them, do it. But like, this is not to say that parenting is not a job because it is the most important job. Raising children is the most important job that we get to do on this planet. And it's something I took for granted and neglected for 99.8% of my life until now. So a man may be out working hard to earn a living, but that does not mean his wife can just lay around all day doing nothing. She should be working hard too. The virtuous woman of Proverbs 31 was anything but lazy. She was an industrious and diligent. She was industrious and diligent in her work. Proverbs 19:15. Laziness cast one into deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Ecclesiastes 9:10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge of wisdom in the grave where you are going. 
This principle pertains to everything we do in life. The idea here is that life is short. So whatever we do, we do it well. We should give it our very best. Colossians 3, 23, 24. In whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. New book, Twice Dead, Now Kicking Butt. Yeah, there you go, man. I'm so glad to see you, man. It makes me so happy. You can serve them. Yep, absolutely, Jennifer. You can absolutely serve in many different levels. I love staying home with my kids. It's an awesome it's an awesome ministry to take care of the home and raise my terrific kids. Proverbs 31 woman is the bomb. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I agree with that, Susie. And you know, and you, you have other projects too. I mean, that's, and that's what's so cool um, for you. Like I love, I've loved getting to know you more and seeing all that you have, but I know that being a mother is like your number one priority and that's super cool. Uh, idle hands are the devil's playground. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. People who have a poor work ethic are only showing that they have not received a profound revelation of Lord Jesus. As believers, we serve him, not men. We need to be careful that we are not cutting corners or doing a ship-shod work, basically half-ass. Our earthly boss may not catch it, but our heavenly boss certainly will. Listen, whatever you do, do it in excellence. I mean, you can start with little things. And I'm, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I'm kind of past that at this point. Here's the thing. Like, even when you're sitting, I mean, it's okay to relax, right? But sometimes you got to think about this, your body language and the way you show up. If you're in a restaurant or you're having coffee or you're at, a, you're at work, like the way you carry yourself says a lot about your, your your who you are, your presence, and so on, your character even, because we are called to do things in excellence, in pride, but to have pride in what we do, not pride as in, hey, look at me, not that, but the way we carry ourselves matters, you know, having good posture matters, you know, some people can't help having bad posture, but those of you who can know the difference. Because good posture, one, is the it's healthier for you, but also the it, it will change your self-confidence. It'll change the way you speak to people. It'll change your ability to be able to look people in the eyes when you talk or when you shake, you give a good handshake if we're still shaking hands. Maybe it's an elbow bump. I don't know what the etiquette for an elbow bump is, because you know, I can just think of Macho Man coming off the top rope. But anyway, um, let's see. <laughs> Amen. Not unto men, but unto Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah, Stephen. Oh, she put it right here. There you go. That's where you can find his book. Check it out. Okay. Everything we do is unto the Lord. Do we want to give our creator, our Lord, shoddy work? No way. No, because he won't bless it. Like, remember we talk about being a good steward? So we talk about... Um, well, I don't, I don't want to use that example. I was going to talk about my broken computer. <laughs> but when we're praying, asking God for more money, ask yourself, am I being a good steward of what I've been blessed with now? Like if you're somebody that's on a fixed income, 
but you're spending your wages on things that you know you shouldn't be spending it on. Is that being a good steward? Seriously, comment, is it? You want a new car and you complain. First of all, you should never curse what you've been blessed with, but you, you want a new car. Let's go walk out to your car. Is there Taco Bell wrappers in between the seat and a couple French fries? Is there, you know, diapers everywhere that have been used? Is there, you know what, you get the point. Have, have you washed it in the last month? Do you kick your car? Like, don't curse what you've been blessed with. And what you have been blessed with, be a good steward of it. I can give you a million different examples, but it'll just go on forever. And it's pointless to do it. But honestly, like if you've been, if you're a good steward of what you've blessed with, no matter how little, right, then you'll be blessed with more. It's, it's about trust. This is why tithing is so important. I don't give a crap what your church says. And they, I know churches make you feel guilty about tithing and like, oh, you need to do this and blah, blah, blah. Here's the main thing about tithing. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't care about money. God cares about you being a good steward of what you're blessed with. This tithing is about management. Yeah, sure. You're sowing where you want to grow. You're sowing because you believe in it. You believe in that ministry. You you align with the vision, and you're going to support that. And like this is a nonprofit, right? So we live off of donations. That's that's how we keep going. That's how we serve in the community. That's how we're building out these media platforms for ministries all over the world. It's from your donations. But your donation is showing God that you are a good manager of what you've been blessed with. You're, you've been blessed with the finances. You're giving back to God going, hmm, I've been blessed with this. It's showing God that you can be responsible with your money, so you will be blessed with more. So before you start asking God for a new car, new house, new boyfriend, new girlfriend, new wife, before you start doing all that, ask, how are you treating what you've been blessed with now? Make sense? Let's see. We should be like the woman with three mites. Was it she gave all of what she had and gave it joyfully? Yeah, three cents. I think she had like three pennies or whatever, you know, whatever the dollar amount was, nothing. But God like blessed her extraordinarily. She gave all that she had with a joyful heart compared to the multimillionaires and billionaires that barely gave. Like how many wealthy people do you know that are bad givers? That's annoying. Like why would you? Anyway, I'm about to go off show and you saw re oh, I was about to go off on a thing that I didn't want to go off on. Deuteronomy 8, 17 through 18. Do not say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. The true power in, 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 in going for your dreams and, you know, the, the, making those dreams that you have in your head come to life is obedience. But God is the source of your power. And if you want more of God's power, walk in obedience. And then all of a sudden, things just start to, I mean, it's like you talk, people talk about working in a flow. 
when you can work in flow with the Holy Spirit, you are limitless. Limitless. Hey, Wesro, good to see you. Praying for you, as always. Good to see you. We still have to meet in person, by the way, since I'm so close to you here in Minnesota. Uh, whether, whether it is earning a living, ministering in church, or keeping house, we need to always remember that whatever we are, whatever we're good at, whatever we are effective in, it is not because of our power and might, but because God has enabled us. And Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's why I started this off to say all glory goes to God for every blessing in my life. I am not bragging about anything. I've, it, 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 like everything in my life that is good and that is healed is because of the grace of God. I had a lot of wounds to heal. Probably no, the worst wounds, the wounds I gave myself and the wounds I gave other people. And, and unfortunately, the one thing that we don't have control over when we wound other people, because, you know, hurt people hurt people. But the one thing that we don't have control over when we wound others is, is their healing. We don't. We don't have that power. We can pray for them. We can hope. We can ask. But we don't have that kind of control. But we do have control of our own healing and our decision to do the work to heal. And it is work. It is work to heal. But it's worth it. And I swear to you, you can go back three years ago and watch my very first video. It wasn't even a, 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 a talk show yet. But my very first video, you can hear me talk about the journey. You can see the ups and downs of me thinking I finally made it. Failure. The struggles, the relapses, the, the getting fired from a radio station on my day off. That really happened. Um, <laughs> it was a total Friday moment, but whatever. Um, but everything God has used, and and I'm living testimony of his power, and I'm not ashamed of that, you know? And what's the point of, of you know, sharing your testimony if you're still stuck in the crap, you know? And it's okay to talk about what you're going through. But part of the joy of sharing your testimony is showing what you've overcome. It's not bragging about your success, but it's like, look at the work that Jesus will do in your life if you just follow his lead, if you just surrender to his will versus your own. It changes everything. And, you know, I know people that go, oh, I can't get a job. I've got a record. Dude, look at my record. Look at my record, six times in jail, homeless, bankrupt twice, mentally ill, sexually and physically abused. People, like, people that have DID and borderline personality disorder are deemed insane. Yet God has found a way to use me. He'd do the same for you. And regardless of your situation, like whatever it is, he will use you because he created you for a plan and none of your mistakes 
Like if God, if God was obsessed with sin, then none of this would be true. But the fact is, he's not. He will use everything you will give him. And it's essential for you reaching your purpose and, and becoming what you were created to be. It's everything. Whether it is earning a living, ministering in church, or keeping house, we need to always remember that whatever we are, whatever we are good at, whatever we are effective in, it is not because of our power and might, but because God has enabled us. And Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. This is the Christian work ethic. Work, work hard, and when you accomplish something significant, give God the glory. Like why people want to hold on to that? Like, well, I did it. I did it. Like they want the credit for it. Everything I've ever wanted credit for in my life has been a dead end. It was only when I surrendered that things started to happen. It's like a, it's that it's a paradox, really. <laughs> you give up control and then you surrender it to God. And then all of a sudden, like the things that you wanted to happen, happen. The things you dreamed about happen when you give up control. But when you try to control it, you mess it up. Who can relate? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I love those amens. Yeah, thank you. All right. Connection and calling, or we could call it love and labor, can be represented by the branches coming out of the trunk of the tree. They represent the ways we reach outside of ourselves to become involved with other people. We need to be good connectors and diligent workers, since this is what Jesus has modeled for us. How would you describe your work ethic? Is it different at home than at work or in the church? Is it different when someone is watching you than whether when you are working alone? So, uh, thank you, Ann. Um, like God sees everything and what you do in private is actually probably more important than what you do in public. And, and whatever you do, even when you think no one's looking, like do it in excellence, do it in excellence, do the best you can with what you have. Like I, you know, I, I, this, it's such a silly analogy, but the, my, the computer I'm looking at, so I have my new laptop right here that Jessica bought for me and I'm still in shock by it. And then I have my big computer that I traveled all over the world with and it's sh the screen shattered and everything else. And come to find out, I realized I needed two computers to do the stuff I've been doing now. But like, I was frustrated, I was like going, I'm going to buy a computer and like, I just like, even though I've taken care of this thing the best I could, it still broke. And some of it was out of my control and it was the only computer I had, but like I did everything possible to keep, keep this computer going. Like I've got the screen, there's tape like all over this. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> In fact, every time someone sees it, they go, man, what'd you do to your computer? And it's shattered, but it's, like it 
I, I still love it and and it's and it's mine and it's and like it's been responsible for so many cool things right for for me and it's where my work is but I've babied this and and I've tried to keep it hanging on as long as possible and I really believe that's why I was blessed with a new laptop is because of that I didn't have the money to go buy a new laptop not yet I mean, all of the money that is earned, we put back into the foundation because we believe in our mission. So anyway, just all I'm saying is be a good steward of what you've been blessed with. And when you work, work in excellence. Like take pride in what you do. Take pride in, you know, like I'm still in workout clothes. I've been working. I worked out before the show today and, you know, like, but. I, you know, I mean, I, no one, no one's judging me for being in a t-shirt right now, but it is a gratitude unfiltered t-shirt, uh, but like, you know, even like when you show up and when I do the show, like, like I want to be dressed in excellence, just wasn't really an option the last, this last week, but like carry yourself well, don't be sloppy, you know, because you never know who's watching. You never know who's there to give you an opportunity. So when you show up in excellence with a good attitude, it changes everything. Those of you that I have a lot of acting friends or people that are in the industry, you guys know about this, like the extras, like people have dreams of being actors and actresses. When you show up on set, even if you're an extra and you're going to be there for 14 hours and you're only going to make $75 and you may or may not get food, show up in excellence, show up with a good attitude. You never know who's watching and will give you the opportunity of a lifetime. Every acting role I've ever had has been from being an extra and getting bumped up and given a speaking part or a role as a body double or whatever. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying because I showed up ready to work. When you have the opportunity to serve and there's a nonprofit organization that you believe in or there's a campaign that is going out and you believe in that candidate, find out how you can serve. You do not know the opportunities that will be that could be created from that or who you'll meet. Like when you're in public and you're and you're on set or you're volunteering, get off your stupid phone and pay attention. Like be aware, have like relationships. If we've learned everything, any if we've learned anything about this shutdown, the need for human connection is real. So when you show up and you have an opportunity and you're around other people, be present. Be present because you don't know who you'll meet. Because we're not doing this alone. We're not going to reach our destiny alone. My uniform has paint all over it, but it's a create, but it's creatively excellent. I love that. You you earn that uniform, right? That's that's your uniform. Do it in excellent. You know, I mean, and of course, an artist, artist through you know, like I, anyway, I'm done preaching about that. All right. Heavenly father, thank you so much for this, uh, this podcast. I hope it's, I hope it made sense. I, <laughs> sometimes we just say things and I don't know if it hits or not, but anyway, thank you for the opportunity to broadcast. Thank you for everyone that was here. Lord, I just ask that you bless everyone that's watching and listening with new opportunities and new opportunities to not only glorify you, but opportunities to serve and, and serve in a way that is in line with their values, in line with their beliefs, in line with their vision, align with what they believe in. Give them opportunities that allow them to take a step into their purpose and become more of what you created them to be. 
anyone out there that's struggling with the lack of forgiveness, the lack of, 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 of they're, they're hanging on to resentments, Lord. I just ask that you give them the courage to lay it at their feet, to surrender. I surrender. Thy will be done. My life is not my own. Use all of me, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I want to give a shout out again to Live Mana Utoya, uh, which is our CBD company, wrong one. Um, CBD skincare, absolutely love the skincare line. It's probably my favorite. And those of you that don't know, I used to have a skincare line right before I ended up being homeless, but I had a skincare line. Um, I do know what I'm talking about here. And this is a fantastic, fantastic skincare line. If you want a consultation, you want to understand the different products, you can reach out to me personally. I will coach you through it. I will not BS you. I will tell you straight up what is good, what isn't, what you should steer away from. Be honest with you, but very, very proud of this line. Love the CBD products. Love the new Delta line that just come out, came out today. That's live on the website. And of course, if you sign up for the newsletter, um, you'll get free CBD gummies. And then of course, uh, I am Conchita. E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. Uh, you can go use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the new Lash app and Curl that allows you to apply lashes in five seconds or less. All right, you guys, really, really appreciate you. Thank you. Um, if you want to support our ministry, you can go to paypal.me slash livemonoworldwide. Um, Again, very, very, very grateful for all that you you guys have done for us, um, not just as a foundation, but also the show Gratitude Unfiltered. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye.